0: fellow adventurers. Welcome to a Nat One Life podcast series called Homebrew Heals. Here, my sister Amanda and I will talk about our different journeys we have taken or are still on to resolve our medical issues. From gut issues to skin issues, we have experienced a lot in our 30 years. We do not have any medical backgrounds, but feel we have rolled high enough in our investigation and health checks and want to share our experiences with you. So come along this journey with us and see what we discover together.
1: Journey with us and start
2: to revive You way through this net one night. Okay, loot the booty. We're looting the booty today. All right, Sarah. You and I have talked a lot about cannabis on our podcast already. Mm-hmm. But when you were younger, even a young adult, um, did you think that cannabis would be such a large part of your life? Like it is now?
0: Oh man. No, I some days still can't even believe that cannabis is such a large part of my day. And like, I, what does that look like for you? So, for me, like you said, we've talked about cannabis in the past and whatnot, but we haven't really delved deep into the topic because we're from the U.S. and Within the U.S., it's not 100% legalized. And so um, there's a lot of people who don't agree with taking cannabis, but Mm -hmm. hoping that this episode really shed some light on just small aspects of it and just some additional information for our listeners. So I uh, use cannabis or marijuana on a daily basis Mm -hmm. and it is for two reasons. Uh the first reason is to assist with my gut issues as we will be discussing. Uh, And the second reason is because it helps me fall asleep. And we were talking about in our sleep episode how important that is. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Sleep is importante. But Before that starts upsetting people, I will let you know. I do not always overindulge in cannabis. I just get to a certain point and then call it quits. And then I also only uh, smoke or eat, uh, consume marijuana in the afternoons after I'm done with work, and I'm just winding down my day. Nice. But before all that, mm
2: -hmm.
0: I thought it was the devil.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, and that's where I was. Um, I joke around all the time with my husband because he works in the industry and has since uh, it became legal in Washington. Um, and so, when I was in high school, I was that girl that like didn't know there were drugs at high school. I was so involved in different clubs and my studies and I had a job and like all of these things. I was busy person and just wasn't with the crowd that was doing a lot of drugs or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I found out there were drugs at high school my senior year because cops came in and did like a locker search. And some of the people in my class were not able to graduate because they got expelled for having weed in their locker. And I was like, oh, my God, there's drugs at school. (laughs) Like, people do drugs at school? How are they learning? Like, (laughs) that was my mindset. And then, like, it was so bad that when I met Paul, he smoked on occasion. Mm -hmm. But I was like, if you smoke weed, it's like. We're done. Yeah. I don't don't believe in smoking weed. Nancy Reagan said, just say no, don't do drugs. And that's what I thought.
0: Very similar. I, high school, I like, I had an idea of like the certain kids that were doing drugs um, just because of their mannerisms and they were fairly open about it. Um, But I did not realize how many other kids were doing drugs that Mm -hmm. were not showing signs, and that it was one of those things where it's like, well, those kids are doing it, and they're not doing the best in school, so why would I ever... Want to jeopardize that. I mean everybody says drugs are bad. Why would you want to do something. That's so obviously bad. And then right. I met. And then in the future. I met my husband. And he. Was all about it. And he like. Indulged on a daily basis. Already at that time. And when it was illegal. Not good.
2: Naughty. naughty.
0: I know. But. It was only, it was still not legalized in the US at any point. So he was all about it. And I told him the same thing. I was like, I don't think any drug is good. And if you want to be with me, like, you're going to have to stop. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: yeah, that. (laughs) He said that he did, but he didn't. He -hmm. may have slowed it down, but. No.
2: He stopped for an hour. Right. And then he then started again.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, it's just, it, and it's funny how things shift. So I didn't start smoking until about a year after it became legal. And it was because I was having such bad sleep issues. I was on, like, two different sleep medications. I was on Ambien and... The Ambien helped me fall asleep, and then they had put me on something that helped me stay asleep. Like so, it was like two sleeping pills at a time, and I still wasn't sleeping well.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And Paul basically begged me to try smoking,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I tried it, and I liked it, and it, <laughs> and, and, it, liked it. and it helped me. Like it helped me sleep. And it helped me with my stress and anxiety. Um, but what about you? When did you start smoking
0: then? Yeah, so mine, I'm trying to think about what year it was. I want to say it was 2010. Yeah, either 2010 or 2011. It was right around the time I had turned 20 years old uh, is when I first uh smoked um but I didn't continually do it Mm -hmm. uh it was very sporadic um but I could quickly and easily identify that after my anxiety of doing an uh, illegal drug (laughs) and not to not get caught um subsided my stomach oh my gosh It is like, I have tried to explain even to my husband what the feeling is, but it is, it's amazing. You're dealing with an issue on a daily basis where you are feeling sick and you are pooping um, abnormally. And all of a sudden it just, it numbs out Mm -hmm. and you feel what you assume is what a normal person feels like as if, Your organs are not retaliating against you. Right. And And that's powerful. It is. It really was. And that was the main reason why I eventually, when it became legal uh, within Washington, is when I started to use it on a constant basis.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's easier to obtain and everything like that too. And it became less and less expensive yes. as the years went on. Um, That's interesting. So that gets us to a really great point though of cannabis and gut issues. And we've done a lot of research now about these things. And as it becomes legal, you and I have done some research. Let me clarify. You and I have done some research, but then also, um, as it becomes legal in more and more states, there's additional medical research that's being done showing mm-hmm. the benefits of cannabis in um, or certain cannabinoids, and we'll get into what those are. Um, but it's kind of crazy that the federal government still hasn't legalized it and allowed federal funding for the research into cannabis for medicinal purposes.
0: Since this is such a controversial co- topic, I want to make sure that our listeners understand a lot of different viewpoints. So I will try to not only take the side that cannabis is a good thing, we will talk about that it can be a bad thing too. And for me, I found it extremely interesting when the research was not only medical based but history-based, too.
2: Interesting. There's also some cultural stuff, which Mm -hmm. I found intriguing as well. Um, So I applaud you, Sarah, for taking that perspective and having that growth mindset to, like, have all of those perspectives come in and be in your brain. I am going to rip my bong again for our audience (laughs) and then (laughs) proceed to not talk about all of those. (laughs) I'll right. talk about the science of what's in the canamba noise and all of that. There we go. <laughs> oh yeah. Now I will say this. Currently, I am smoking out of a bong. I am smoking cannabis, which is not good. Mm-hmm. Let's talk lung cancer real fast, people.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Anytime you're combusting something you are putting carcinogens into your lungs.
0: Combusting it and then inhaling.
2: Yep. Yep. No matter how many times you filter it, like I have a double filter right now, two things of water. It could put a mouthpiece filter on it. You're still putting combusted material into your lungs. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: That is a carcinogen. So right off the bat, one thing that I'm working on is how I consume it. Mm -hmm. Um, But as people may know, Or may not know, if you have gut issues, edibles can be a little tricky. Yep. So how you absorb these different things is important. The first thing I think that we need to do, Sarah, is tell our audience what cannabis actually is. Scientifically speaking, what Mm -hmm. is it made of? Um, So cannabis is a plant. Okay. It grows from the earth. Um, but just like any other plant, it's made up of a lot of different compounds. Mm-hmm. And there are over 100 compounds that are similar to these specific uh, compounds I'm about to talk about that make up cannabis but uh, within the cannabis plant. But we've only really studied, scientifically speaking, about six of them, okay? So we don't know a lot about Marijuana about cannabis.
0: No, and luckily there are some researchers that are out there trying their hardest now to right. determine more and more, and doing more testing on cannabis for multiple reasons. So they're working on it. But what? It, yeah. So go ahead. What are they? What do we know so far? So what we know about
2: cannabis. Is that it is made up of cannabinoids. okay? And there are three categories of cannabinoids. Major cannabinoids. And those are the ones that are the most popular, the most known. Mm -hmm. THC, which is tetrahydrocannabinol. That's the shit that gets you high. Mm -hmm. That's like, girl, woo! I'm in the club. (laughs) I'm feeling good. I'm moving around. You know, you feel good. The other major is CBD. Which is huge right now. Everybody's talking about CBD. Nope. You can buy it on Amazon. There's CBD stores specifically, even in Spokane. So in big cities, there I'm sure there's much more options. Um, you can get CBD creams. You know, Kristen Bell has Happy Dance. It's a whole CBD line of um, lotions and bath bombs and all of these things. Very trendy. Major cannabinoids. So when people think marijuana, they think CBD plus THC. Yep. But as I already stated, there's over 100. And those are just the major ones, the two biggest. There's minor cannabinoids, CBC, which is cannabichromine. There's CBG, which is cannabigerol, And CBN, cannabinol. And then CBDL, which is cannabichromine no deal. Yeah. And then the last category is other cannabinoids. and it's just like very minute amounts. So when I was re- doing this research, what I thought about was an ingredients label. Mm-hmm. And you know how it's like they're they're supposed to list the ingredients in order from what is the majority of this product to what's the minority of this product. Okay. So if so for example, apple juice is usually the first ingredient is water. Mm-hmm. And then the second ingredient, hopefully, is apple juice. <laughs> um, apple juice from concentrate. concentrate, you know, whatever. And so they're supposed to list them in order of the quantity or percentage that's in them. And so it's very similar to that. When you think of major, minor, and other, it's like you're going down an ingredients list, right? CBD, mm-hmm. THC, CBC, CBG, CBN, yada, yada, yada. So what I found intriguing is that we actually in our bodies have an endocannabinoid system. Mhm. Now, this shit blew my mind. I don't know and about it, you, but I was like,
0: "What?" And it's in our brain, right?
2: Yeah, and it's uh it's a regulatory network. It's interconnected with other systems and mm-hmm. it, it's It's not so much in our brain as it is there are molecules, there are cells all over our body that are part of the endocannabinoid system. And when they, when we take in these cannabinoids, they process them in different ways depending on um, the area of the brain in which they're binding to.
0: Okay, okay, that's what it was. So Mm -hmm. it's that the receivers are in our brain. And yes. And that's where they're making And they're all, connection.
2: they're actually all over our body, our body. So I'm about to get into that. Cause this is where it was, it just, this shit blew my mind, people. It yes. blew my mind. Okay. I'm totally Do like d- geeking out on the science. Um, Okay. So we have an endocannabinoid system and they, we take these cannabinoids in and they attach to the surface area of our cell. So it's like, Not going into the cell, but being encapsulated. Um, And that's where our cannabinoid receptors are located. So on the outside of these cells. But we have these receptors all over our body, not just in our brain. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. So let's talk about the difference between the CBD, CBN. And then because that, that goes into how they actually attach to our brain. Okay. The difference is how psychoactive they are. Mm-hmm. So whether or not they're making you feel high or getting you intoxicated because of how they're structured. Okay, so there's different levels. THC is obviously the most psychoactive. Okay. And CBD is the least psychoactive. Or one and when the-
0: you say psychoactive, yeah, that does not mean that you're... Tripping, and that you're having no. <clears throat> it's not a. It's not
2: hallucinogen. No, Mm-mm. it's not a hallucinogen. It's how it's making. It's that high feeling, in mm-hmm. your head. I guess I don't know how any other way to explain it except for intoxicated.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's not necessarily so for those of our listeners who have never tried marijuana before. Um. Another example, it's just, it's 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 a level of, yeah, and being intoxicated, being under the influence. So Mm. one of the things with cannabis that you hear a lot of now from the states that legalized it is that you still can't use it or consume it while using heavy machinery. Yeah, or drivers. Right. There's... There is still some safety measures that you have to take. And it's just like drinking. You're not supposed to drink and drive. You're when you're drinking and you start to become tipsy or drunk, you're starting to become intoxicated. And so that's that is just what Amanda is saying, is that the the medical the researchers
1: mm-hmm. and
0: those that are finding out. what marijuana is made of, they know that it obviously intoxicates us. It does something to change how we think and act, but it's not something that's going to cause you you to see something that's not actually there. It's not like that.
2: Your body takes in these cannabinoids and they're binding to your cells and your endocannabinoid system is being impacted. And you have these systems, these cells and receptors throughout your entire body, in your brain and in your spinal cord, like your nervous system. Um, That's where the majority of them are, but you actually have a ton of them in your gut. And this is what I found very, very interesting. So when you introduce them into your system, the cannabinoid receptors are able to affect your body processes. And that can impact pain. Which we know, right? That's why people mm-hmm. are all about the CBD, anxiety. So your mood, um, it can help with um, immune function, uh, fertility, regulating your body temperature, like thyroid issues, things like that. Mm-hmm. But because our endocannabinoid systems are specifically almost like a natural biome within us, they're they're unique, like a fingerprint. Oh, okay each person responds differently. Yes. So more science or more study has to be done. And they have now been able to determine on these six out of 100 or more, remember, Mm -hmm. that there are common things that most people feel.
0: And this is so important, because I feel like this is where a lot of arguments come into play this is where i honestly believe uh i mentioned it before but when i was going in for my chinese finger cuff sur- <laughs> surgery <laughs> yeah. not surgery yeah um what, it could I have wanna, been
2: a surgery you wouldn't know <laughs>
0: <Wait>, thank you <laughs> for that you're welcome uh but when i was in uh for my uh, endoscopy and colonoscopy One of the nurses that was getting me ready and kind of like prepping me, she decided to tell me right then and there that I shouldn't be consuming weed at all because it can have the same effects that I was experiencing and the reason why I was having that procedure done. Mm -hmm. I understand where she was coming from as a nurse. However, I think her timing could have been just a little bit Better or different completely because if she would have read my history, she would have known that that comment did not apply to me specifically. Right. However, during my research, yes, uh, cannabis, it can have, like you just mentioned, it can reduce pain and reduce Mm -hmm. anxiety. Yeah. Yet in some people... It can actually heighten your anxiety. Mm -hmm. So there are balancing. And this is a reason why you might hear some information that contradicts one another. It's because of this. Each of us, we're individuals. We are different from one another.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So we are going to respond differently as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, What I
2: did appreciate about
0: some of those studies was...
2: um, with some specific cannabinoids, Mm
1: -hmm. the
2: impact that you're talking about, like, it can make it worse is actually not common, right? It's very uncommon. So I thought that was interesting. What is CBD? So we're going to talk about just a couple of these compounds, because these are the ones that have been studied. So I want people to know Mm -hmm. what studies are out there, read up on it before you buy a product. Um, If you are going to buy CBD, Make sure you buy it from somebody that's reputable. Read reviews. Talk to people about it. There's a lot of just crap out there. Yes. Um, Also, hemp oil is not the same as CBD or anything like that. So be aware of that. Okay. So CBD is an abbreviation for, uh, oh, my gosh, cannabidiol? I was about to say say it. Cannabidol. (laughs) Cannabidiol. But it's the second major cannabinoid in the cannabis plant. So the first one is THC. But CBD does not produce intoxicating effects. So again, it doesn't give you that like high slash drunk feeling. Mm-hmm. So it is actually amazing because you can use it for so many different things without feeling that high um, issue. And a lot of people buy, like I was talking about, Kristen Bell has her line of like bath bombs and creams and there's supplements you can take and there's stuff for your skin. But CBD is the most researched cannabinoid, even above THC because of the federal issues with THC. Sure. Because it's giving you that intoxicating effect. But because of that, we know now that it can help with daily physical discomfort, so pain, um, chronic pain. It helps with inflammation, which is probably why it helps with pain, mm-hmm. um, anxiety and stress related problems. Here's where it comes to the gut issues, people nausea and vomiting. Seizures Mm -hmm. and convulsions, which is important for people that have um, seizure disorders. And um, skin conditions, which is crazy, like acne or eczema. Mm -hmm. I don't know. People need to learn about CBD because it can help you so much. Because now you know you have an endocannabinoid system. And this can help. It will actually bond to your receptors and go where it's needed does that yeah. make sense isn't that crazy because it's self it's a self-regulating system i don't well, know the reason well, so, the reading i did on it was just insane
0: so and that's the perfect way i guess to put it into perspective so when you think about everything that we've already talked about and when we're just talking about consuming food our body knows how to digest the food and how to mm. essentially pull the different nutrients and the different vitamins minerals fiber protein that our body knows how to do that it's just unfortunately for some of us our bodies have just either mutated or the Overwhelmed
2: with shit, other shit we're putting
0: in there. Mm -hmm. Exactly, we've been aggravating it, so Mm. it therefore acts differently. So for our body to know what to do and to already be prepared to take in some of these chemicals, it's it's just natural. Like that's just like it even makes more
2: sense as to why we should be using. Cannabis. (laughs) Cannabis.
0: <laughs> well, and I wouldn't say like everybody should be using it or it's something that it should be used like on a normal basis, but it's definitely an option. It should and before be something
2: a prescription of... drug that could cause like right. you to be addicted to opioids for the rest exactly. of your life.
0: Exactly. I was really excited um, when I found this. Uh, article on a study that was done. So the article is from the Gastrointestinal Society of the of Canada, the Canadian Society of Intestinal Research. And be. Canada re-legalized their cannabis, their marijuana uh, availability back in 2018. And so uh, they have Uh, actually quite a few research facilities that uh, are focusing in on marijuana itself and how it can be used medicinally. So they talk about, though, there was a study over in Israel. It was a very small study. So that is one thing that we have to keep in mind. However, the patients part of the study were ones that had Uh, different disorders including Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis Mm -hmm. and they were told uh, to consume uh, 50 grams of weed uh, that they had to consume it by smoking it uh, within a certain time period and then come back and tell us you know what the results were and everything It was 70% of the patients experienced a decrease in any symptom that came with their disease. And nine of those people completely removed their medication. That's insane. It is insane. They no longer have to take medicine prescribed to them if they continue to. Smoke or just consume cannabis. Mm -hmm. And some of them, it even goes into talking about how some of them uh, canceled surgeries that they didn't feel as if it was necessary any longer and so on and so forth. So it has amazing results. It's just, it was so small. And so because it was so small, they can't all of a sudden just mass-announce the miracle cure of cannabis. They, right,
2: additional research needs to be done.
0: Exactly, and that's what mm-hmm. they're doing now. But it has very promising uh, results already from the beginning. Wow. Wow. That's
2: crazy. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to another cannabinoid then that's actually been proven... As well with this research, again, small research studies, because especially in the United States, there's no federal funding.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
2: it's like, nobody gives a shit for some reason that these people are basically seeing reversals or cures or prevention of furthering symptoms. yeah, um, if that makes sense. And so one of the another cannabinoid is CBN, and it stands for uh, cannabinol. And, um, it was actually the first cannabinoid that was isolated isolated and then synthesized by scientists um, oh. by scientists as a byproduct of THC's degradation. So basically, when you heat up THC, it becomes CBN. Okay, okay. But because you're heating it, even though it's coming from THC directly, it's, it's less psychoactive. It doesn't get you high. There hasn't been as much research about CBN as obviously about CBD, but it has been studied specifically for sleep. And mm. they discovered that CBN is a very powerful sedative. And this shook me. It is as um, powerful as diazepam, which they use for seizures.
1: Oh, and wow
2: it has shown that CBD can prolong sleep time and it's get, it's enhanced if it's used along with THC. So then it's like, okay, so you have a CBN and maybe a CBD supplement and now you're able to fall asleep and stay asleep and your whole cannabinoid or endocannabinoid system is like working nicely together and like all of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But then it also... um has shown that it helps to stimulate the growth of bone tissue. And it helps, research is starting to indicate that it could activate stem cells that are involved in creating new bone so that people that have bone degenerative disorders may be able to reverse or grow back or we could grow bone. Like, we could grow bone.
0: That blows my mind.
2: Right, I don't know. It was crazy, um, but and so and then now there's additional studies about the pain killing effects. Obviously, because we know that it's a sedative. Um, there's anti-inflammatory, uh, also the anti-convulsant, like the uh, anti-seizure type thing,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and um, antibiotic even.
0: I feel yes. I saw something mentioned about antibiotics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I unfortunately just didn't get to deep dive into it. Um, but from what I remember the whole Caesar seizure situation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's how it all started. It is. You can watch documentaries
2: specifically. I have about the seizure stuff with kids and stuff. Yeah. And these parents were like none of the drugs none of the pharmaceutical drugs were working. And right. the parents causing, were like they're like, doing horrible. brain damage. Yeah, yeah, or horrible side effects. Um And they keep having seizures. Well, every time you have a seizure, like you're, it's not good. Okay. It's not just like an inconvenience. Like your brain is getting cut off from oxygen. You know, you could get hurt. You know, there's all these different things that could happen. And so they would start dosing their kids and it's like, they don't know. They don't know what the dosage should be. There's no guidance because there's no federal funding. It's Mm -hmm. just a whole bunch of parents trying to come together. And they basically found out that. You could stop these seizure disorders with the right blend of cannabinoids.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Like that's fucking crazy to me.
0: So I think now is a good time to put in a little bit of a disclaimer Mm -hmm. because we keep talking about all these amazing finds with research and we mentioned it multiple times this is just the beginning of the research. So they might be seeing signs of this now and it seems promising, but keeping an open mind. Yes. Further down the line, there could be a serious issue, right? That we would have to decide between. And you already mentioned one lung cancer or some sort of issue. If you're
2: consuming it by smoking it. Right.
0: If you're smoking it. So also want to point out that within the research it does say like consuming Mm -hmm. marijuana isn't necessarily addictive but if you start consuming it on a normal basis there can be adverse side effects to that Mm -hmm. because it's just like with everything else just like with our SIBO diet You're given a list of approved foods, but that does not mean you should be going all out and eating those foods. If you just ate a whole bunch of butter, which is approved, (laughs) even if it's delicious, you're going to have some side effects. You're going to have heart issues. You're going to have gut issues. It's just everything you have to take into quantity, right? Mm -hmm. On top of that, they also have found some early research that for people that are under the age of 25, because your brain has not fully developed, it's not necessarily ready to receive marijuana and to be able to, to do everything that Amanda has been talking about. So they believe that those under 25 actually might suffer with like memory loss and whatnot, and other symptoms. Um, and uh, prior than if or compared to those that are over twenty-five after your brain has completed and there, it no longer needs to develop further necessarily. hmm Um, so, I mean, there's, of course, there's going to be some setbacks, and of course, there's going to be, uh, some other side effects or other things to keep in mind but this site put it perfectly it's you have to weigh the good and the bad you have to go through the pros and cons with the kids that are having seizures if those seizures are so severe that they are life-threatening comparing to that and taking cannabis and getting rid of those seizures but Mm -hmm. having maybe some like uh some uh what do you call it Underdevelopment or just a slower development on your brain right like which one would you rather have or which one would you rather experience or have to go through death or <laughs> right is there an option like and that's that's
2: exactly where those parents were exactly like uh, yeah Yeah, I mean, and it's sad because really it's kinda like the cannabis dark ages, you Mm -hmm. know, like before now. We could have known all of this information had we done research. Or we didn't research cannabis.
0: And tying it back to history. That's not yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Sorry, go Yeah.
0: No, no, you're right. Like cannabis isn't a new plant. Marijuana has been used for thousands and thousands of years. So I'm so curious
2: about what you found because I did not research this at all. I was like, science bitches all the way. So like, what did you find about the history?
0: All right. So from my research, it looks like the plant er was originally from Asia. And 12,000 years ago is when they believe it was like the first information about it was found where it was starting to not only like grow wildly, but people started to actually farm it. Mm -hmm. At first it was only for nutrition and for, um, for materials. So they would eat the plant the seeds of it and then they would use the hemp from the stock
1: mm-hmm. to
0: create uh textiles uh i actually remember going through fashion design hemp is a big one like yeah. not only like historically but even like nowadays because it's a plant that you can grow over and over and over again and you don't have to kill an animal and you don't have to like it- it's a very it's sustainable friendly.
2: Yes. Yeah, it's very sustainable. And you're using all of the plants. Um exactly. potentially if you're using the flowers and the leaves. And uh, I mean, and that's really part of um cannabis culture too, wouldn't you say, from your yes. historical research? Okay.
0: Very much so. The cannabis plant is something that different uh cultures they they try to use it as much as possible so they would create rope they would create uh clothing and then they would eat the seeds and so on and so forth so when it actually starts to become medicinal it was 5000 years ago All in right. china okay and then it just continues they just find evidence like egyptians used it and england Used it later on. 19th century. United States. Used it. As a remedy. In their tinctures. Just like they use cocaine. Exactly. So. It's been around. And we humans have been using it. And it's just. For whatever reason. Recently. In the history of earth. And human society. They freaked out. Because it was a drug that was causing uh, like effects and intoxicating effects on people. So they were just like, nope. Uh, in 1923, Canada was one of the first countries to add cannabis to its list of prohibited drugs. And that went on for 95 years. So October 2018 is when they finally legalized it countrywide.
2: And that would uh, make sense because you think about prohibition, in exactly. 20s, like even alcohol.
0: Yeah, they got rid, rid of alcohol a lot. because a it lot had of control. Yeah, it had mm-hmm. intoxicating effects, and there's a whole lot going on in the world. There was a war happening, and then the depression happened, and it, mm-hmm. there's a lot. But yeah, the it was just all of a sudden, just no, pulled the plug. Yeah. It looks like it was around
2: 1906 that there was a a strengthening of poison laws. And so the Pure Food and Drug Act was passed by the Congress in 1906 that required that certain special drugs, including cannabis, be accurately labeled with the contents. Um, And so that was a big thing. And that led us down to when we got into prohibition times that the Uniform State Narcotic Drug Act in nineteen twenty-five made it illegal. It's
0: interesting. And it's even more interesting that when you're reading the history of cannabis in the world, the <laughs> when they started using it for like medicinal purposes, it was for just that medicinal purposes Mm -hmm. they had actual reasons for using it it wasn't just because they wanted to or just because it was fun no they realized that if you consumed marijuana it helped it assisted in
2: different ways in prolonging life and improving quality of life exactly Mm, interesting no take these narcotics anyway
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And then, okay. and now here we are.
2: So let's talk about the last kind of big um, cannabinoid hitter. It's mm-hmm. CBG. And and this one, there's a whole bunch of uh, the other six that we can go into, but this one hit some crazy home buttons. So I don't know if you've heard of CBG, but CBG is a uh, cannabigoral. <laughs> cannabigoral. Canna- <laughs> by girl. I'm probably <laughs> saying that wrong.
0: I don't know. You said it so many different ways. <laughs> One of them might be right.
2: <laughs> anyway, it's not psychoactive. Um, it offers a variety of different, like, things. But the biggest or different therapeutic purposes, mm-hmm. uses, sure. So it's actually the precursor to CBD and THC, but when it gets exposed to heat or light, it transforms into CBD and THC. So it, it's what comes before that. Does that okay, makes sense? Okay. And then it can break down. It transforms if it's exposed to heat or light. Oh, um, okay. But it can also be used as like a carrier because it helps to improve the effects of other cannabinoids that you're putting into your system. So it, it's good to do like, you know, when you do a vitamin B supplement, it's not just one B vitamin, right. it's like a whole bunch of them. Cause they all work together, blah, 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 yeah. CBD cannabinoids are very similar to that. They all work together and you just got to find like the right blend slash concentration dosages for yourself, for your specific endocannabinoid system. Nice. Um, But there's only a tiny bit of CBG. Usually only 1% of cannabis strains is the CBG.
0: Oh, wow. So it's a very
2: small amount. Um, But it's really, really, really amazing. Because there are scientific studies that CBG um, is used for, get this, anti-cancer agent. Oh, what dang. it actually does is it has it can block the receptors that are responsible for the cancer cells growing, and so, for example, like what we were talking about earlier, it prevents the furthering progress of what's happening, so it like puts it into like a stasis,
0: like like remission almost, or yeah, it just like it's no longer growing. It. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then
2: it allows for other treatments to be effective. Like, you know, you do that and then pair that with like a little bit of chemo or radiation therapy to shrink it and then you can remove it. But it's like you're, you're pausing.
0: Yeah. So it doesn't continue to progress. Like it doesn't, like as you're working it down, it's not working itself up.
2: Yep. And this, the cancer that they've seen it, um, a successful in, in mice was colorectal cancer cancer
0: oh nice
2: yeah so and that kind of hits close to home because you know our grandpa yeah. had um cancer I, it wasn't colorectal it was a uh, no maybe it was colon cancer colon cancer yeah yeah Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting that there's these things out there. Um, the other one hits close to home too because it's about glaucoma and our dad has glaucoma. Yeah. Um, and it has a CBG it has been shown effective in lowering the intraocular pressure. The stuff that they have to take um the drops for.
1: Mm-hmm. Dad
2: our dad has to use drops in his eyes for his glaucoma. And they, a research has, researchers have found that, um, the endocannabinoid, there are tons of endocannabinoid receptors in the structures of our eye.
0: Oh, nice. Okay.
2: And that CBG specifically would help to reduce that pressure because it would target like your, your endocannabinoid system would, would make sure that that got to the right place. Like, it's just crazy. Um, yeah, and then um, they also said that it's been examined as potential for anti-inflammatory for IBD, which is like IBS, mm-hmm. inflammatory bowel disease. Um, and it can also slow down nerve cell degeneration and stimulate appetite and improve bladder function. So when I thought about nerve cell degeneration, that's like Alzheimer's um Nerve, digi- like a Parkinson's, you mm-hmm. know, nerve degenerative issues. Um, and then the stimulating of the appetite helps for side effects of other things. Um, and it h- helps it, people that are suffering with anorexia, you know, things like that. So
0: yeah. it's just well, fucking awesome. And uh, tying it back to you and I. So yeah, like we mentioned, <laughs> let's bring it back now. Um, bring it back one time. <laughs> you know. I know. Oh. That's all in my head now. Uh, I'm done. With our gut issues, like we've been talking about for this whole podcast, we have pooping problems. We have vomiting problems. We have eating appetite issues. It's... So you can understand now, hopefully, why we chose to continue to consume cannabis. It... It truly does work that mm-hmm. we, for us, for us, thank you. We feel a almost immediate relief. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't speak. I shouldn't speak for you. I feel almost a immediate relief within my guts. Once I consume cannabis. I feel, I um, will say I'm still on a
2: cannabis journey. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I'll share this with people a little bit, um, with my updates that we're going to be doing my cannabis journey. But right now I am on a journey to not smoke as much because of the impact to my lungs, the THC I'm consuming, you know, um, all of those things. And I'd rather do CBD, but because of my digestion issues, I Mm -hmm. have problems with how to consume it. Right.
0: And that's, That's a fair point. I myself have already started that process. I have slowly been moving off of smoking or inhaling marijuana and moving more towards edibles, Mm -hmm. either within candies, which is really kind of the sticky situation, right? Because we're not supposed to be eating candies or anything. So um, I am now just doing the oils and I just drink the oil straight up. I definitely
2: like to smoke more. So you were saying you get like an almost instant effect with, with smoking. smoking. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cause that's what I was asking. Cause I, that's definitely what it is for me as well. And so I've been experimenting with tinctures and um, I have one that I really like that I do in the morning and um, it's a CBD tincture and um it's really been helping so i've actually been able to not smoke in the morning but the research that i've done and that my husband has done as well being in the industry has shown that you need just a teeny bit of thc for it really to be effective so we talked about that entourage Mm -hmm. effect earlier um where they should go together and be like a party but Mm -hmm. I'm thinking if it's more just the blend of CBD, CBN, and CBG that I need to assess. So I actually have found um, a store locally that you can buy CBD and CBG isolate directly. And I'm going to be making my own tinctures to try to see if I can find a way to do a tincture, maybe a supplement and topicals throughout the day. And so I'll be sharing that progress with you guys, but the instant impact I definitely get from smoking, uh, edibles I have found beneficial for sleeping. Mm, So uh, CBD edibles with a melatonin mix, um, melatonin usually won't put me to sleep, but these for some reason do. So nice. Those two together, um, seem to work nicely. So yeah, that's where I'm at on my journey. Um, I definitely don't want lung cancer, so right. Exactly, smoking is not ideal. Uh, my husband did invest in a dry herb vape, which is a way to smoke your cannabis without combusting it. Mhm. It decarboxylizes, I believe is the word. Hold on, De- decarb. Yeah. Yes, decarboxylation. Mm-hmm. Um, it activates the compounds in the cannabis like THC, but it's not combusting it. Mm -hmm. And so then you can actually use that for making edibles and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. It's just really interesting science behind it. So we also invested in that because it's supposed to be better for your lungs. Um, But again, the only thing that would be the best is just not to inhale anything.
0: Right, it's just not to do that way, and it's it's cool because we talk about candies and everything, but you, your husband brought home also like little pieces of bread.
2: Oh yeah, those were delicious. Okay, so they were like these garlic crostinis, and like tiny little uh, circle bread pieces that are brushed with olive oil that's been infused with um, cannabis, and so they had CBD in it it was delicious and like garlic and herbs and everything. And I would have a, a little um, piece of it after dinner or with my dinner. And then by the time I was ready to go to bed, it would kind of be in my system digesting
0: mm-hmm. and Starting I to start in. to get tired.
2: Yeah. And so it helped me fall asleep. Awesome. Yeah. Cannabis people on that Woo-hoo. note, I'm going to hit a bomb to end us out.
0: Legalization people take your rip. <laughs>
2: Thank you, adventurers, for joining us
0: today. We hope this helped you find tips and tricks to loot the booty.
2: Find us on nat1life.com and check us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, to follow us more on our day-to-day.
0: May your poop be regular and bubbles minimal. Stay, Stay sassy, sassy and gassy. gassy. Till Til next, next time. time. Nice. <laughs> Take the pill and use the glove Until you have
1: a child of love on that One Life and that one life, you work all day and make no pay And debt is mounting every day And that one life, and that one life When the world seems to be Slowly crushing your dreams Anxiety, depression, doubt This that one life is shitting on you To find You way through the snap